Welcome to Nerd Cannon. I'm Beth. I'm Paul. It's showtime. That's what I was hoping. <laughs> this is a podcast where two librarians look at pop culture cornerstones from their childhood and decide if they're good enough to be shared with the next generation of nerds. Paul, do you have a bad yeah. synopsis for us? Yes, I do. Abusive consultant takes advantage of naive clients to steal food and lodging and creep on an underage squatter. And creep on an underage Perfect. I guess she's not technically a squatter, but it makes it's funnier that way. It's funnier that way. <laughs> okay, so obviously from that synopsis, you know that we're talking about Beetlejuice. Beetlejuice. Beetlejuice, 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 uh, yep. which was released on March 30th, 1988, directed by Tim Barton, uh, written by Michael McDowell and Warren Scarin. There's extra A's in there. Starring Michael Keaton, Alec Baldwin. <laughs> Gina Davis, Jeffrey Jones, Catherine O'Hara, and Winona Ryder. <gasps> Rotten Tomato score is 85%, and the audience score was 82%. What was your experience with Beetlejuice as a kid? I think the first time I saw this movie was, like, I am pretty sure this was a on-cable movie that I saw at a relative's house when I had that brief window of cable. You know, that, so that spicy. sweet, 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 sweet cable. <laughs> and I think I only saw half of it, and I always wanted to come back to it. And then, you know, it, it just, I, I think I just forced my parents to rent this for me or something like that. And I, they were not thrilled with that no. choice. <laughs> but also, I watched the hell, first of all, I love this. I, I, I don't think I can hide that as we go until the judgment at the end. Right, right. I love Beetlejuice, but I, I love the creepiness. I, I, I mean, this is, I, I, I don't know. I loved it then. I love it now. And I watched the hell out of the Beetlejuice cartoon. Do you remember the Beetlejuice yeah. cartoon? I, yes, I do. And I had pretty much forgotten that until I started watching this again for this rewatch. And I was like, oh my God, there was like, a, I watched the cartoon for years, I think. I don't know if it was on like repeats or how many episodes it went, but man, I, like I watched it was on a lot. lot of it. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. What's Which your was experience? a weird pickup. I don't remember when I first, this is one of those I don't remember when I first saw it because it's just always been around for me. I surely saw it earlier than was intended. And I feel that I have some core memories around <laughs> like Lydia and that red dress, I'm just going to say. Uh-huh. <laughs> and I have always loved it. It is almost yearly Halloween rewatch at our house. Like Halloween spooky season, I have a whole host of <laughs> movies yeah. that need to get consumed every Halloween season. But this is one of those that I go back to again and again. You know, I, I mean, I mean, I'm record as loving Tim Burton in, on this podcast, and so yeah. And I also watched that cartoon, which was a super weird vibe because they're like best yes. friends. Yeah, they be, there's like team. They team up and they do stuff together. Yeah. It's so weird. Yeah, I, I, super I, weird. I remember thinking like, what? But yeah. Yeah, and I, I guess you just have to kind of accept it as its own thing. Have you heard any of the music for the new uh, Broadway show? I have not. I didn't know there was a Broadway show. Oh, oh damn it. God damn it. See, I should have put that as one of my trivia. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm a huge Broadway nerd, and there is a Broadway show. And oh, Maybe I did hear about this. Uh... And so actually, like, my nieces danced to some of the songs last season. Like, it's a thing. So Is it good? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like a really popular and like award winning and all of that. Okay. So it's a different, you know, it's not exactly the same story. There's all sorts of added songs, obviously, whatever, whatever. But it, that, so that's something I've listened to. I, I, I haven't seen it yet. I've watched a couple of performances. You know, there was like a live Tony's performance and stuff. Like I watched some of that. Oh. But 
it's worth checking out is, is all I'll, you know, all I'll say if you're a fan. And I would, yeah, I would like to see that at some point. I hmm. guess I'm just putting that on my vision board out to the ether. But <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so that's my experience. Two trophies and a lie. All right. All right. Let's go. Okay. Burton's original choice for Beetlejuice was Sammy Davis Jr. Warner Brothers disliked the title Beetlejuice and wanted to call the film Ghost Story. In 1990, Burton hired Jonathan Gems to write a sequel titled Beetlejuice Goes Hawaiian. Ooh, okay. I thought I had you, and now I don't know. I am very confident that the first one is true. The Sammy Davis Jr. thing, I've heard that before, and I am pretty sure that's true. I... I don't think it was ghost story that I thought it was scared sheetless <laughs> that they wanted to name it or somebody wanted to name it instead of, Oh crap. But then the Hawaiian thing, I also feel like I knew that, but I don't know who Jonathan, what did you say? Jonathan gems. That's what I said. Ugh, who's that person? That's not a person. You made that person up. John gem. That's a made up name. <laughs> <laughs> and now I'm hiding behind my notebook like always because I can't. <laughs> mm, crap. Hug it's so John, bad at me. Johnny Gems. Good old Johnny Gems. Johnny Gems. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, it's going to be the third one. You made up that person. Nope. Oh, shit. <laughs> Was it the second one, right? Sammy Davis Jr. is right, right? Yes. So, okay. So, it wasn't Ghost Story. It they wanted the studio wanted to call it House Ghosts. Oh, House Ghosts, which is fucking stupid, and which is why (laughs) another stupid Ghost Story is also stupid. As Uh a joke, Burton suggested "Scared Sheetless" and was horrified when the studio actually considered using it. That's the closest you've ever been to knowing one of my facts and then getting it wrong. Who the hell so is Johnny a, Gems? That's that not a real a person. That was a wild ride of two trivias and a lie. Who's Jonathan Gems? I don't know. It's just a guy. Oh, wait. I can tell you what else he did. Now I'm live Googling. He did Mars Attacks. Oh. <laughs> so, I mean, that doesn't help me know that he's a real person, but I at least know that that's a thing. <laughs> right, right, right. He looks like he did other... You know, some other films that you might know. But yeah, so there's that. Johnny Gems. Johnny Gems. Anyway, Beetlejuice Goes Hawaiian was a real-ass thing that they wrote and shopped around and couldn't get whatever, whatever. And then in 96, they were, like, trying to get Kevin Smith to do it. And he was like, didn't we say all we needed to say in the first Beetlejuice? Must we go tropical? (laughs) (laughs) And I like Kevin Smith, and I just wanted to share that joke with you. So that's Mm -hmm. my story about Beetlejuice Goes Hawaiian. Beetlejuice Goes Hawaiian. Yeah. They were, I mean, I guess that was kind of an early 90s stupid ass jump the shark kind of thing to do, but yeah, I'm glad they didn't. I will have you know, as Damn, I have you know. They could have literally had him jump a shark. That would have been perfect. Oh, so good. Almost every time we do anything, uh, I tell you that they're currently in production of a sequel, and I will tell you that now, and I don't know <laughs> if it'll ever happen. be true, yeah, but yeah, yeah. we'll find out. Willow came to fruition, so... As long as they bring, bring back Catherine O'Hara. Oh, my God. That's like, yes, that's who I care about the most. And, you know, we'll get to it. So <laughs> anyway, Beetlejuice won the Academy Award for Best Makeup. And the film's success spawned an animated television series, video games, and a 2018 mm. stage musical, which I told you about. Yeah. So do you want to hear about the almost Lydia's? 
Yeah, yeah. There's got to be like 18 of them, right? Uh, 27 of them. Um, I could have done all my facts just about names of other people. Um, <laughs> almost Lydia's include Sarah Jessica Parker, Brooke Shields, Lori Laughlin of College Scandal fame, Diane Lane, Justine Bateman, Molly oh. Ringwald, Juliette Lewis, Jennifer Connelly, but Alyssa Milano was the runner-up. So I could see almost... some like Jennifer Connelly I could have seen. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I... Like, sure. I just always uh, think of Diane Lane as a little older. I mean, they're all lovely women, but whatever. Um, Angelica Houston was originally cast as Delia. So she got uh, ill right around the time that they were filming and O'Hara like quickly stepped in. That makes would, sense too. That I work. also have a crush on Angelica Houston, but I think, you know, my love for, for Catherine O'Hara is, is on record as being sizable. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> I love her. I took almost every other cast member said no at least once because they didn't know what to think of the weird script. <laughs> so, Including Michael Keaton? Yes. Wow. Was, okay. Which is so funny because he is fucking loving it. Yeah. It was always Burns' intention to make it similar to B-movies and he wanted it to look ch- – the like effects to look cheap and purposely fake and kind of crappy. So that was <laughs> something that he was striving for. Okay. So the original script was by this McDowell, Michael McDowell, and then it was rewritten by this Scarin person. So the original script was far less comedic and much darker, much more gruesome. Beetlejuice was a winged demon. He wasn't controlled by his name (laughs) in the original thing. He was just like had to be unburied and then he was out. There was murder. Everybody died. It was super gory. Like it was, it was really dark. Like Lydia dies at the end. Like everybody died. Like it's very gruesome. So I could have gotten done with that, I think. I don't think that would have been horrible, but I really I like the so. comedic part Either, of this. But it's, yeah, it's it would have been a totally, totally different, different movie. Totally, totally different, different movie. movie. So Scarin introduced the like musical motif of like Barbara and Adam's like ghostly hijinks. He added the script. The art, he had it as R&B tunes instead of Harry Belafonte. At the end, Lydia was supposed to dance to When a Man Loves a Woman. <laughs> but they added... Uh. They changed it to Harry Belafonte, and I didn't know this, but the songs Deo and Jump in the Line were original new songs for this movie, which- Oh, that's cool. I didn't know that. I just thought they were all, because there's other Harry Belafonte in the soundtrack, and so I just like classic ones of his, and I just thought they were classics of his, because to me, they've always been- well, I was going to say, like, that makes me feel better about when I hear them, I always associate them with this movie, which makes sense yeah, now. Like, it yes. makes totally sense. <laughs> I, I just thought it was like, this was the first I heard of them as a kid or something, but yeah. Right. Whatever, that's, that's cool. I I read, I just because I wanted to say this phrase to you, that <laughs> in, in rewriting it, they toned down the more sinister characteristics of the original Beetlejuice and toned down the character to make him a troublesome pervert <laughs> rather than blatantly murderous. <laughs> Okay. Yeah, success. I think that was Troublesome Pervert is my drag name. So (laughs) I just wanted to say that line to you. The Sandworms world is identified in original scripts as Saturn's moon Titan. 
Yeah, what the hell? I did not catch that. Well, we could talk about that, but I wrote that they in my notes. They do call it Saturn I, somewhere They else, call it Saturn in the yes. movie. I have never heard that yeah. before. Well, because originally all the limbo places were like different every time. So like every time uh, that they stepped out of the house, they like went to a different weird place. Um, and that wasn't necessarily yeah. like maintained in this version. Also, Heather Langenkamp, they wanted to be Lydia after Nightmare on Elm Street. And she turned it down because she didn't want to play a goth girl. Which really falls in line with my general impression of her. Also, we watched that new Midnight Club the other night, and Heather Langenkamp is in it. So okay. that's not important to anybody. But there yep. you go. As a, so as a final cats. girl? As a... I don't know. I only watched one episode, and it was only mediocre. <laughs> <laughs> so that remains to be seen, if she's a final girl or not. The Geffen logo at the very beginning, it is always this movie to me. We watched, was it Who Framed Roger Rabbit? I think was also yeah. a Geffen film. And when it that logo came out, I was like, Beetlejuice. And I was like, I want to watch Beetlejuice. But now we are. Yeah. That's what happens when you watch something a thousand times. Yeah. <laughs> Dayo. And you hear the little ghostly, Dayo. like, Dayo. Yeah. The music is so good. Daylight the theme mashup starts. In. Yeah. So good. Yep. The music is so good. All of it is so good. I listen to... I think I've said this before. I listen to the soundtracks while I do my homework, but I also listen to seasonal Pandora channels and I listen to like a Halloween channel during this season. Mm-hmm. And um, sometimes this music comes up on the channel and that is great. Dun, 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 oh, it's so good. All of it's so good. Paul Danson. It's, <laughs> it's a great font. All of it's great. We pan no, over the town. No, it's stupid open credits. Sorry, this is dumb. You love it so much. No, and then it pans over the little town. <laughs> and then yep. the big spider comes and we realize it's a model. The, okay, the transition to model house is not subtle. But it works when the spider comes over it. Like, it's right. not. It's not subtle. Like, <laughs> But no one has a spider that big in their fucking attic. That is yeah, a, that spider yeah. has a, that spider pays union dues. <laughs> that spider has a family and a bow tie. Like he. Well, speaking of which, I have a nerd canon PSA. Oh, great! Which is what? What does Alec Baldwin do with the spider? He doesn't I don't know. smash you see it. Him, no, you see him put it in his hand and take it outside. He takes it and he frees it outside. He, he That's what you should tearing. do. That's what you should do. This is a PSA. Don't smash spiders. Don't smash spiders. Take them outside. Yeah, take them outside. And free them. Really I have easy. cats. Yeah, I have cats that want to eat spiders. So I always try really hard to save and put them outside or put them somewhere safe. Yeah. It's really I easy. You get you. a piece of paper and a cup. Then yep. you put the cup on top and slide the paper under it. And if you don't, if you're, you know, if you're squicked out by spiders, you don't oh, want to touch them. I just grab them in my hand. Is that weird? Turn them over. Yeah, but no, but turn it over and then you don't have to touch them even. You don't have to smash right. them. I am actually really good at catching every bug. I can even catch flies in the cup and set them outside. So, yes, bugs save all the bugs. You. Mm-hmm. They do love me. <laughs> and they like not getting eaten by my cat is what they like. <laughs> so they, they're so cute. They give each other little presents for their staycation. And Gina Davis is a smoke show even in this fucking Amish-ass dress and smock. <laughs> Okay, the dress is a, is something else. It is oh, like choice. Alec, first of all, Alec Baldwin looks totally. Di- he does not look like the same person in this movie as he looks no. now. I don't like. There's no line between him in this movie and the person he is now. It looks like a totally <laughs> different person. There's no continuum. <laughs> there is no continuum. But he's got a look like they. What did they call it? like LL Bean look or something? They call him later in the movie. 
which is very accurate. This Deliver is, like, me from LLB. <laughs> this movie is set, or or we don't really know where it's set, right? But it's I think it was filmed Winter in River, Vermont. Winter River, Connecticut. Oh, can I, I think it was filmed in Vermont or somewhere, yeah, or New Hampshire or something it, like yeah. that. Yeah, out. But they all of it, all of the indoor stuff. So all the actor stuff is mostly on a set in a studio. Yeah, yes, yeah. Mm-hmm. But all the the outdoor whatever the the aesthetic is very northeast New Englandy sort Absolutely. of things, mm-hmm. and he's very much LL Bean. But her dress, man, that is not a good look for, I don't know. No, but she still looks great. So then Jane shows up and she wants to sell the house. Okay, here's my note about Jane's this. Jane's a shithead. Uh, Jane's a shithead. Jane talks. Fine. She says, Jane, it's 6.45 in the morning. Ma'am. Okay, this is another nerd can to say. What in the sweet fuck? Are you doing up, dressed, already washing dishes, already giving each other presents at 6.45 on your fucking vacation? Stay in bed. (laughs) Oh, my God. I'm not a morning person, and that offended me. And then they, like, go to the whole ass store, and, like, people are up and out in town. And I'm like, that means it's, like, 7 a.m. I hate all of you. Go to bed. So that's (laughs) whatever. I like – Do you? did you catch how much (laughs) Jane says – she has an offer for their house. Two hundred sixty thousand. Is that what she said? Two hundred sixty thousand, which is apparently big enough for her to be like, "This is a great offer. Like, this is an amazing yeah, offer." Two hundred sixty thousand. This house is gigantic. It has a tower. Oh, like, yeah. it, it was just like, oh my. And I'm sure at the time, two hundred sixty thousand dollars for a house was a big fucking deal. That was a yeah. bit that like in 1988. That was like right. a million dollar house. But man, yeah. is the house is crazy. I would live there. Right? Oh my god, for sure. We got nice happy I'm music for the see. trip to the store. He got hair right down to his goddamn shoulders. Yeah, right down to his <laughs> He says, just give it a trim. <laughs> <laughs> He's just telling a whole story to nobody. He's telling the whole story to the barber. I right like that down guy. to his goddamn shoulders. He's so mad. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. So there's a little doggy foreshadowing. The doggy runs by them. Yes. Their car yes. says we break for animals. It does. Oh man, I yeah. didn't see that. <laughs> They're so in love. They're maybe gonna make another try to make another baby. Like that's all mm-hmm. sucky. So Listen, then Boo- I totally forgot about the dog's involvement in this fatality. Like Oh yeah. They swear. I, I remember them going off the bridge and thing. stuff, but the dog standing on the on the, the board, board and jumping off. And jumping off and then they go over. Man, that's brutal. I don't remember I didn't remember that at all when rewatching it. It's like jeez. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's entirely that dog's fault. Mm-hmm. So they get home, they have wet feet and numb, you know, numb fingers and stuff. So you can see when you go to limbo that everybody else is like exactly in the state that they were, but they made like an executive decision not to keep them wet the whole time because <laughs> that would yeah. be Really uncomfortable and messy and gross. So they decided not to. I have a feeling if they were like on the screen less, maybe they would have, but it was just too much. So they're wet when they get home, but then they aren't anymore. He tries to leave. I love the fact that they discover they're dead so quickly. Like they. Yeah, we're only like 10 minutes in the movie at this point. Yes. Yeah, yeah. 
And there's not like this long drawn out, like, oh, we got one of the clues or we're like reliving stuff, but are we really dead? It's pretty fast that they're like, oh, hey, I think we're dead. <laughs> like, I don't think we survived we the get crash. Here? Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, yeah. it happens quickly. And we get the handbook for the recently deceased. Right. So we have the handbook. I would like listeners to know that Paul has sent me a really mm-hmm. nice handbook for the recently deceased. <laughs> I did Lydia as a Halloween costume oh, one year. That's awesome. And I looked awesome. I will try to find a picture and post it. And I made myself like my own, like out of an old library book. So I put that out as a Halloween decoration every year. But the one that Paul got me is way more legit. Nice. <laughs> I will also say I have a shirt that I made that says I myself am strange and unusual. But I also <laughs> bought a fucking wine glass that says it from fucking Spirit Halloween. So I just yeah. want to because that if that's not my motto, I don't know what is. You guys know how there's that meme about something goes out of business and 10 minutes later, it's a spirit Halloween. Yes. <laughs> the reason that happens because Beth keeps going places and the spirit Halloween just follows her around. It follows me. My <laughs> and just every time I go, have your credit card number on file. So much money. My child came home with a rubber brain and just cradled it for like days. So spirit Halloween is mm-hmm. my fault. You're welcome. <laughs> yep. Yep. <laughs> this thing reads like stereo instructions. <laughs> Mm-hmm. So there's a cool shot of the house outside, and then there's a neat transition down into the ground into wherever the fuck Beetlejuice is hanging out. And yeah, yeah, yeah. Them out of the obit section, we don't really get like a ton of Beetlejuice backstory. No. Where where there's, does he hang he out just when has he's damn not sandworm? <laughs> yeah. Where is he hanging out when he's not fucking with these people? In what way is he going to get money from them? He's just hoping to get free and cost some fuckery. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, what is his? Well, I wanted to ask you about that goal. because I was trying to figure out before he. Well, we can get that. Let, let's put that aside. I have questions sure. about sure. his motivation. <laughs> but we get a drink of rum here. Yes, we do. And a drink of and, um, rum. Yeah. <laughs> so I like that that we go back to them and he made them little funeral wreaths. wreaths for the model in the attic and <laughs> it's really cute and then he's like smooching on her and he's like it's just you and me maybe this is heaven and she goes really easy if this was heaven there would be dust everywhere <laughs> <laughs> and i love that and mm-hmm. then jane's there and he goes we're dead i don't think we have much to worry about but then later they say everything is still mm-hmm. shitty when you're dead so they yep. really have yep. a whole character arc <laughs> yep she's floating when she's asleep Four, four feet above oh, her yeah, four feet. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There are some similarities between, I think one could draw some similarities between Gina Davis and Sigourney Weaver. In Sigourney favor- Weaver was one of the way. women. <laughs> oh, is Paul telling us that he had a teenage crush on Gina Davis? Because you're not wrong. Not as, not as much. But, not as yeah. deep as your love for Sigourney same, Weaver. Same style. Same, Written I mean, in the same style, part. but like same. Yes, that, there you go. Good. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. So then enter the Maitlands. Holy shit, Catherine O'Hara is stunning. And then all of the rest of my notes are just about. <laughs> so you've got. This is guys. not her most stunning look in this book, in this book, in this movie, though. No, no. This is listen, not her best look. It's not. She's got a lot of looks. We could rate them. Yeah, yeah. I mean, but you've got her and then you've got little baby, precious goth baby, Winona Ryder. And then fucking Ed just- Rooney. From Ferris Bueller. <laughs> I know, right? And I refuse to call him anything other than Ed Rooney. I'm so sorry. <laughs> sorry, not sorry. Jeffrey, I don't know. Jeffrey I, Jones is his name. Yeah, I, think, I said right? it once. That's it. I'm done. Okay. <laughs> He's Ed <Okay>. Rooney. <laughs> yes, he is. Very much. So, and she rides in, fucking Lydia rides in on a chair, which, like, my teenage heart 
want. <laughs> I want to be like all of all of that. Nobody would let me get away with my weird gothy bullshit at all. They're just letting mm. it happen. So there's yeah, a spider and she goes, she goes, I could live here. And I'm like, yep, okay. <laughs> let me ask you this. So the Otho, Otho shows up in a minute and he climbs <laughs> through, through the, the freaking window. Yep. That seems like I don't know. He says something about it being bad luck. I have never mm-hmm. heard anything like that. It's also very seems like uncharacteristic for Otho that he would deign to enter the house like that. I feel like he's much more classy than that. But have you ever heard this thing about not what are you not supposed to go no. through the front door or whatever the shit is he talking about? Okay. It's made up. Is that I a think thing? they just wanted to show him being weird or eccentric. I don't know. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> You're lucky the yuppies are buying condos so you can afford what I'm going to have to do to this place. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like an indoor ant farm. <laughs> so they start spray painting the rooms. Mm-hmm. And they go in the closet and they gasp. And you think they're gasping because Gina Davis pulls her whole face off. But they're just yep. mad because the closet's small. <laughs> yep. Oh, look, an Here's- indoor outhouse. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, look, an indoor outhouse. And she says, it's so casual. I love it so much. So then they get to the study and he yells at them not to change anything. And mm-hmm. you'll notice through the rest of the movie, there's like still a picture of them on the, like they change, they don't, they don't touch that right. room. It's all right. their shit. Which that is a creep move, Rooney. That is a creep move to keep people that have just died and you keep their own. Dead people shit. Their, yeah. 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 He's desperate to not have his life, though, so. Yeah, that's true. (laughs) But so he tells her, you know, he doesn't want her to change things. And she says some of the best lines ever, which is, if you don't let me gut this house and make it my own, I will go insane and I will take it with me. She says it's so great. And I love it so much. And it's the exact same vibe as Kevin in Home Alone. (laughs) Like, it's the exact same yell. And she transitions from that to being really sweet. And then she goes, thanks. And she, like, gives him a little. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, this is where uh, we good. see Alec Baldwin with his head off, right? And they're standing there, and Gina yes, Davis got the bloody knife and everything. Closet and she's holding his severed head, and then he goes, "We forgot to lock the attic," and he runs upstairs. Right, right. and his headless body. Runs. Yeah, yeah, yes. Which again, really great effects because you—he's like twenty feet taller than everybody. <laughs> he's because... twenty feet tall. Yeah. <laughs> it's so good. Yep. So she's like, I can't take this. And she runs out and she starts to turn all yellow and the sandworms. It has two mm. faces. There's definitely sandworm worm type of things in Nightmare Before Christmas. I feel and like the sand, that's very true. Yes, absolutely. Yes. I feel like the sandworms are the main villains in the cartoon. <laughs> it's like. Oh, they're probably. All, they're constantly trying to not have Beetlejuice get eaten by a sandworm. Whence do they come? I want to know. <laughs> yeah. From Saturn. I don't remember. Apparently. Saturn, obviously. So they're trapped in the house. I thought that the sandworm wasn't bad as far as effects go in this movie. No, the it was sandworm fine. wasn't bad, but the the whatever we're calling the alternate sandworm planet, if it's Saturn or a moon of Saturn or whatever the hell it's supposed to be, that's pretty terrible. That's a pretty bad effect. <laughs> the mm-hmm. sand yeah. and the background but yeah it's not great uh, so my whole life is a dark room my whole life is a big <laughs> dark room <laughs> and she's got gloves as her headband oh yeah 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 so she wears a couple repurposed things later on she wears a pair of red pants that is actually ed rooney's sweater tied up with her feet in the arms <laughs> and it's tied up with suspender um so that's cute one that of my favorite cute. things in this part so this is where I'm realizing, and I'll talk about this more when we record our Patreon this month. 
there are things for movies that stand out to me as a quote that's quotable. And I think maybe just to me. And I like, it's just, just me. Uh, but she says, this is our first meal in this house. Why don't we all do our little private parts to make it a pleasant one? And I fucking think about that pretty much every <laughs> night when my kids are like crying about the wrong, having the wrong spoon. And I just want to be like, why don't we all do our parts to just shut the fuck up and be nice? <laughs> I don't say it because it's not worth saying, but I think it mm-hmm. a lot. I like she says, this is my art and it is dangerous. And it is dangerous. <laughs> <laughs> tell me what you're doing. I'll tell you when my husband will fire you. <laughs> yeah and lydia so lydia sees him in the attic window and right, also yep. gets the key from jane who can fuck off and mm-hmm. so then they get the beetlejuice commercial the right right right, right. Yeah, cowboy, yeah the cowboy there's a fake ass cow standing by <laughs> yes so he sings a little jingle here and the jingle is I'll eat anything you want me to eat. I'll swallow anything you want me to swallow. Come on down. I'll chew on the dog. What? Yep. <laughs> what? <laughs> that always absolutely flummoxed me. And they watched that and they went, hmm, interesting. We should do it. <laughs> <laughs> do you think well, that, that, do you think somebody wrote that? Was that a team of writers? No, like, no. Like 99%. Yes. Here's where I'm going to say it. 99% of everything he says is fucking ad-libbed. Michael Keaton is absolutely fucking loving being a gross weirdo in this movie. He's <laughs> yes. having the time of his life. Yes. He is the title character of this film. He doesn't show uh-huh. up until 24 minutes in. He's in 14.7 minutes of the movie. Right. Every minute that he's on screen, he's having a grand old time and he's being fucking gross. <laughs> And I feel like, what was his career at this point? Like, what movies were he was he in? No, this is my question for you. Where the hell did he come from? Because I don't know. You know, sometimes you know, like, oh, he was in stand up or something, but ahead of time, and was a oh, super right. weirdo and in stand up. But like, no, I don't know that for Michael Keaton. I'm just saying, right. you hear that about like random, yeah. like Tim Allen was, or who, like, right, 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 had right. horrible, dirty stand up act or something. But like, I don't know where did Michael Keaton? He, he probably went to Juilliard or some shit like that. Huh? Like. I don't know. I'm literally like, like live IMDBing right now. <laughs> he was in Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood as a volunteer, so there's that. There you go. There awesome you go. Background. Yeah, I don't know. Like, oh, she's having a baby uncredited. Then he was Beetlejuice. So this looks like one of his first Johnny Dangerously. Mr. Mm. Mom. He was already in Mr. Mom. Hmm. I don't know. But and he then just, just a few years later, he's Batman. Batman. I was going to say. I don't understand his career is what I'm going to say. No, not at all. I don't get his career. And he is such a weirdo, a creepy weirdo in this movie. And you're right. He's loving every minute. It was just like freedom to. He's having a grand old time. Like he's having a great time. I think that makes it more fun to watch because he's loving it. Yeah. In case of emergency, draw a door. Listen, I want this drawing a door thing to work oh, so yeah. badly. Me too. So badly. I cannot tell you how many escape hatches I drew on my driveway growing up. Like, it's going to work this time. I'm going to be able to open this and go to a different world. Like, mm-hmm. man, so many. Yep, yep, yep. We're in the waiting room. Shrunken head, chicken bone, shark leg. Girl cut in half. <laughs> yes. <laughs> cut to Lydia breaking into the attic. When the door opens, there's a Ghostbuster sound effect for a hot minute. It sounds like the totally. same exact thing. And it's the green uh, light. Totally. Yep. So we're back to the waiting room. This is what happens when you die. This is what happens when they die. It's all very personal. Smoking guy. 
smoking guy. He's like all fucking charred. He's, he's all charred, yeah. Yeah. So you have to spend, they have to spend 125 years on Earth. Souls that have been exercised is bad, we learn. The curvy hallways are real fucked up. Right. Do we ever learn what's supposed to happen to them after 125 years? Um, I don't know. I don't know. Then they're free to go on to the is next Is this supposed to be like a thing. purgatory idea or whatever? Like, I, I don't... think so. That's the sense I got. It's like a waiting period. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. But they go down the curvy hallways and then the door is back to their house, which is cool. They were there for three yeah. months and the whole house is redone. Right. So I always thought that right. was really cool. And we meet Juno and she's like, of course you're unhappy. You're dead. What did you expect? <laughs> and basically tells them, get them out yourselves. You're on your own. Yeah. And this is about the only backstory we get about Beetlejuice, which yeah. is that he was Juno's former assistant who mm-hmm. decided to go freelance for what kind of pay that's why i don't understand what like what he's freelance the only deal he ever makes like the the you know sort of fey or demon deal he makes is at the very end with lydia like, i'll help you if you marry me if you marry me okay what the hell is he getting out of it otherwise he's like hire me know. to get rid of your i'm your bio exorcist it's it's literally just I want to be weird like that. Right, because the they're not going to pay him. Like they haven't, they don't right. have money. It's the afterlife. Like they don't need to eat or you know what yeah. I mean. Like is he going to just take their spot? Like it's not real mm. clear. Not real clear. But I don't. Care. I, I wonder if it was more clear. Well, no, it probably wasn't more clear in the original version because in the original version he just wanted to murder people. <laughs> yeah. So and cause fuckery. So I I did like you. I mean, my sensibility is like there should be some kind of horrible deal made with the catch that's hidden. That that would be like the tropey sort of. But it's a, there's no deal. There's nothing. It's just say his name three times and he'll come and fuck shit up at your house. Like, <laughs> right, right. And then in the cartoon version, he'll be your best friend. He'll be your best friend. <laughs> so Rooney's trying to get Maxie Dean to invest, and then we Robert oh, Goulet. <laughs> Yeah, Robert Goulet. But before that, we get a shot of Beetlejuice catching a fly in the cemetery with a zagnut. With a zag. So first of all, why didn't he just eat the zagnut? But then the fly goes. Because he'd rather me, murder. Help he goes, me, help, help me. me, which is from the fly, and that's ludicrous. Yeah. <laughs> and then we get to them dressing up in the sheets, and this moaning is also something that I do all the time. <laughs> Ooh, we're ghosts. For some reason, all Barbara can come up with is, ooh, like, why is it so like absurd? Delia tries to turn him off with the remote, and you can't can't bother her. She's sleeping with Prince Valium tonight, which I did not understand as a joke until a long time. (laughs) Call back to Spaceballs. Yes. Are you Night of the Living Dead under there? This is where we're we're 45 minutes in, and now we are just getting to actually, like, summoning Beetlejuice to be... We've seen little snippets of Beetlejuice, you know, those little vignettes of him by himself. And we're about 45 minutes into this movie before he's even, like, summoned, basically. Right. But Lydia's all into it. You're not gross. She's all disappointed. (laughs) She can read the book. They can't read the book. And then this is where we get her line, I myself am. Strange and unusual. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Look like a perfectly normal. Here's the thing. Barbara repeatedly calls her a little girl, and she's 17. Like, I, mm. <laughs> they don't say how old she's supposed to be, but the actress is 17. She does not look like a little girl. Yeah. I'm just yeah. saying. Lydia tries to tell Delia the next day, and 
that's not at all. And they're watching her and <laughs> Adam's like, I don't understand why they don't believe her. <laughs> She's got a photo and she goes, you got a photo of Bigfoot. <laughs> Which I love. What's Ed Rooney's actual name in this movie? Something Charles, Deeds. What's his name? Charles Deeds. Charles? Oh, okay. Yeah. Because he says, matters, we're but... here for your daughter, Chuck. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. This is also where I wrote, Michael Keaton is such a freaking weirdo. What is his history? Right. When they when they say him, when he, his first like actual scene after they shrink down into the model. Yeah, so they shrink down into the model. They dig him up. He's gross. Mm-hmm. He's groping her. He's seen mm-hmm. The Exorcist 167 times, and it keeps getting funnier every time. <laughs> Yeah. He jumps on him and then suddenly they're wearing the same outfit. <laughs> yeah. Well, he they they do the thing where his like face, you know, he turns his face out towards them and yeah. does something super scary and freaks them out. Right. But before he does that, he's like, "Ha, ah, am I scary?" and he turns away from them and makes like a wanking motion. He makes motion. the jerk off motion. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But my favorite of all of this is they go home and he's mad and he kicks the tree over and he goes, nice fucking model. Fucking model. (laughs) Yep. So good. So this is a PG that somehow ended up with a fuck in it. There's very few of those at this time. You could have one, right? You could have one. Then it can't be about actual fucking. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. So they're having their fancy dinner party. Now, let me ask you why they even invite Delia to this, or Lydia to this table. <laughs> right. My 80s power parents, couple parents, my parents were not a power couple in the 80s, but my 80s parents having a dinner party <laughs> that a daddy ass set me upstairs. They would have nah, been like, We got sent to the basement. Here's your yeah, bag here's of chips. Here's the French bread pizza. Please go to your room. You can watch the TV in our bedroom. Please kindly fuck off. Come and say hello for a minute and then please leave. Uh huh. So. Paranormal, is that what they're calling your kind these days? Wow. <laughs> She's upset somebody dropped a house on her sister. Wow. This is, did you put these in the insult watch? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we should. Then we get the Deo dance. I would rather talk Listen, about it. You can't just, you cannot just Deo! brush over the Deo dance. That, <laughs> this scene is so good. It is so good. And What's your favorite is, moment? This is Catherine Harrow's best look in this whole movie. She looks amazing. Oh, yeah. She looks incredible. That dress is incredible. She's got one glove. She's got the little hair shellac to the side of the face. (laughs) She looks incredible. It's it's like one on one side and two on the other. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Those strands of hair. My my favorite moment is when she first starts singing. I think they all actually do a pretty good job of. They do. They play it perfectly with the, they do the the sing, but they're also confused, but they're also into it when they're doing yes. the things. Like, Every one of them. And they're them. like, what the fuck am I doing? Every it, Ed Rooney is awesome at it. Like, he His, does a really good job. The moment when it's the hide the deadly black tarantula. Yes. <laughs> yes. Okay. His face, he, because you're right, it's the perfect mix of what in the fuck is going on. Also, I'm grooving on this fucking song. Yes, also, yes. like, what is so good? Yes. The, when she turns to the side and does Deo, at, like the very first time, like that, a man, when yeah. this thing kicks off, I love this. I want it to go forever. I just love it's this scene so, so much. Good. They're confused and, and terrified and into it all at the same time. Catherine O'Hara so is amazing in this. Oh, gosh, it's so good. Who Absolutely. has more fun like, than us? Like, yeah. <laughs> when they're done. 
How do they make them do it though? They could barely do anything five minutes ago, yeah. and then this is like what they come up with. I don't know how. I don't need to know. It's very good. Well, they're excited too. They like found out how to do it at the end. They're like jazzed up. We did it. We yeah. did it. like the, you know. Right. They're so yeah. psyched. But who wants you guys to come downstairs? She says you can wear any shoes you want. It sucks because all these dinner party guests are like laughing and giggling and they're all excited and they're like, oh, my God, that was like a rush and this is crazy. And then they say that they don't want to come down and they all of a sudden leave all mad. Yeah, yeah. If you insist on scaring people, do it with your work. You're a flake. Like, fuck <laughs> off. They're all mad. Like, that's mm-hmm. absurd. That, yeah. like, change in their tone is absurd. Yeah. So, but they finally go, and then she says, this is a chance to teach you something. People, whether they're dead or alive, will walk all over you. Open up, you dead people. She's yelling at them. And then, of course, Rooney plays with the model. Mimi. (laughs) He's into this whole thing. He's good in this movie. Uh, They're so bad at this. They fucking leave that book and let Otho take it. Like, it's absurd. And then we immediately get into the Beetlejuice as a railing snake. Yeah, and that's creepy. It's super creepy. And he drops Ed Rooney from really high up. He does. We don't ever really see. He gets a Band-Aid on his, like, on his head. He has one little For band-aid. the rest of the movie. He has one tiny bit. He's been dropped from he, like 20 feet in the air. <laughs> right. <laughs> yes. Yeah. He would have been really hurt. If I was going to make other quotes from this one, I also like, I told you, never trust the living. <laughs> Which Juno <laughs> says to them. She's so pissed at them. Yep. I love how they're so exhausted with them, but they have no... That's how bureaucracy feels like. Everybody knows something that you're supposed to be doing and you have no idea. Like, they have no idea what's going on and they're doing it wrong. Yep. That's, what, that's adulting if there ever was. Uh-huh. This is where... Are you talking so about they're, where they're meeting with her and they do their stretched out face thing? Like, she's like, what yeah, are you going to do? Yeah, Show yeah, me. Yeah, and, yeah. yeah, and they pull right. their faces apart. Coach, yeah. I don't think we survived that crash. <laughs> <laughs> so then we cut to Lydia and her note. And like... Suicide is not funny and it is not a joke, but my 12-year-old self, watching her write this note, having plummeted, I am scribble, scribble, utterly alone. And like, Mm. it's not played as like, it's real and she's really going to do this. Like, I mean, obviously she's probably depressed as a character, but we don't really like talk about it. We like are joking about this comedy way. And my like 12-year-old, 14-year-old, whatever self did not see that as anything other than like an aspirational goth girl goal like which isn't you know awesome but i'm not the only one i just feel like i need to say that yeah (laughs) right i wrote i always thought this was so cool but yikes (laughs) right well they i mean it they brush over it where we do she's like oh you know i wanted to be dead with you or whatever i forget what she says yeah i want to i want to be with you and then that's the end of it yeah i want to be with you right but she meets beetlejuice and he says i'm the ghost with the most babe (laughs) yeah his uh, logic and explanations are absurd about why he can't say his name. And then exactly. he does char- charades. Beetle Which breakfast. is the most obvious charades ever. It's, he literally can just conjure up a giant beetle and juice pouring in the air. Right, like, right. Adam doesn't know how to turn himself back. And that's funny. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and this is where he says being dead doesn't make things any easier. Yeah. And they go downstairs and Otho's got the book and Lydia has a great line. Oh, what am I worried about? Oh, though, you can't even change a tire. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I love it. So then they pull out the wedding clothes and they're going to do this ritual. I hate this. I do too. Yep. (laughs) It's so terrible. 
It was terrible. It just feels terrible. And, yeah. They're just stuck there. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, yeah, it's terrible. Well, and we get Beetlejuice. This is the first time we see him in the sort of what I think of his look, which is the black and white striped suit. Um, yeah, when he that's comes his in. iconic look, and that's the look he wears in the cartoon. Yes. Um, and in like the promotional stuff. You'll notice that he does wear stuff from all different like time periods and eras up until this point because he's meant to look like he has no real time period origin. Hmm. So, yeah, so he comes on out of there. The music in the scene where they're doing the, like, ritual is so good and scary yeah. and the lights and, oh, it's so good. So then it's showtime and he does the attention Kmart shopper. He's got the weird arm things and that weird mm-hmm. hat. Mm-hmm. And Maxie and his wife go through the ceiling. They're dead now, right? Like that. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I'm thinking the same thing. Like, they're just gone, right? They got catapulted up into the ceiling there's no way that didn't immediately break their necks on impact. Like, mm-hmm. okay, mm-hmm. just so we're clear. I'm um, just like Charles falling down the thing would have absolutely killed him. Right. All yeah, of that. they're gone. Dead. The worst we can do to Otho is put him in a leisure suit. <laughs> he's horrified. <laughs> the spotlight, the spotlight yeah. shines on him. And he's trying to get away. And, yeah. <laughs> but he does kind of get away, right? We don't really see him again, I don't think. We don't really see him again. He kind of gets away. Well, because we got to get rid of them. We can't have too many people in this next bit, right? <laughs> right. So then we get. The red, the red wedding dress. Now, mm-hmm. this is iconic for me. And I, here's what I'm going to say. Caveat, I don't want to marry Beetlejuice. But <laughs> Beetlejuice not sexy. I don't think I need to, like, say that he's, like, a rapey weirdo. And it's not, it's not cute. He's moldy head. I don't like it. But in every other one of these, like, scenes that we've talked about in the course of doing this podcast where the girl gets, like, a weird goth sexy transformation. <laughs> I'm real into it. And I'm going to say, like, I'm going to be 40 this summer, and that shit is yet to happen to me. Creeps mm-hmm. of the world, I am waiting. I am waiting. This is another nerd can of PSA. Please come and get me. Do my hair up all cool. Give me cool eyeliner. Dress down to my navel. Like, I am waiting for it. Mm-hmm. Waiting for a demon. Yeah, that's right. Demon bride. Yep. Preferably like a vampire situation, but like I'm, mm. I will take a demon. Vampires are the most sexy of evil creatures they're, of the night. They're about sex. That's all they're about. Penetration, sex. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I have a whole TED talk about it. Anyway, <laughs> I think that that would be a really good costume. My costume as Lydia was the initial outfit with the black hat and the black dress and the camera, but the red, the red wedding dress would be great. Except then your partner has to be gross Beetlejuice and has to be Beetlejuice. Want to fuck Beetlejuice? <laughs> So there's that. (laughs) Maybe they could be Catherine O'Hara. There you go. So he speaks in her voice. I'm Lydia Dietz and I'm of sound mind. Yeah. (laughs) You ask me, I answer. This is the man I want. (laughs) He does make them young. So Barbara gets up and she says it and he puts the zipper and she opens it and he says it again and he goes, (laughs) Yeah. Which is really good. Lydia is standing there for quite a while. She only tries to say it one time. She fails here. She could definitely yeah, say it she again. Does. She is she is watching with sort of an I'm new at acting kind of bemusement at some of this part. <laughs> I feel like she's really good in this movie. And I, I only at this point where she is standing there. I mean, my theory is they probably had to do 8,000 takes of this. And he was probably ad-libbing all sorts of ridiculous horseshit for probably days yeah. is what I'm imagining. Yeah. So she probably yep. like, I don't know. Do you know that gif of Winona Ryder at the like accepting a Stranger Things award where like she sees all the math floating around? Like Mm-mm. that's a no, little bit. Me. I got to send it to you. That's a little bit the face she's making here where she's a little bit like watching what's going on and not like acting in some of these scenes. Mm-hmm. Because she should definitely say his name. 
she he should. should have stopped her from doing so. But it doesn't matter because Barbara saves the day on a fucking sandworm. Mm-hmm. I, I, I so I do like the sculptures coming alive during this whole yes, bit. Like her sculptures turn into creatures. They're, like, they're super cool. And it's dangerous. It's dangerous, exactly. Um, and Barbara comes in. But how does that's just sort of like Deus Ex Machina, right? Like that's Absolutely. just Mm-hmm. We got the sandworm to go through the house and eat Beetlejuice, right? That's just like, here's yeah. how we're going to solve this problem. I don't know, how problem. did she, <laughs> she have like a she deal with it? Did she make a deal? Right. Yeah. She wrangles the sandworm somehow. Yeah. She had a lasso in her pocket. Like, I don't know. Yep. So then that all is done. And then they like hug. And then we cut to some indeterminate time in the future. And she's at school. Yep. I don't like to body shame. But these are some oh, funky no. ass girls. <laughs> These are some frumpy ass girls. They are not dressed cute. That's all I'm saying. They're all in uniforms, fault. right? It's like yeah, a, it's not cute. yeah. The, some of them are forty. Obviously, like it's just I don't know. I don't know what happened on set that day, but it was a weird vibe. And mm-hmm. but don't worry, when owner writer has a petticoat on underneath her yeah. skirt. So we get back to the house, and and Barbara and Adam are wallpapering in the exact same wallpaper that they previously had. Mm-hmm redoing part of the house. So I'm wondering if they make like an agreement with the Dietzes that like Lydia or Delia gets to like keep some of her like rooms in her way, I wonder. Like they must have made some deal. But they're so parenty. They like, uh, you know, helped her study and, you know, she didn't want to dissect a frog, but she did ace the math test and she gets to fly. Mm -hmm. And I want- This is like callback to them talking about like wanting to have a kid, right? So they finally sort of of get a kid. And now, and honestly, like Rooney and Delia are not that into her. So right, right. (laughs) Now she has parents who are into her. But but it's time for she get her reward is jumping the line, which is the best reward for a good grade ever. (laughs) But then we cut to Rooney, and he's just he's reading something called The Living and the Dead, which is a another book, probably by the recently deceased press. And then, you know, she sculpts Beetlejuice and he passes out and she goes, he likes it. But what I want you to notice is behind her, this is the first time I ever noticed this, behind her on the wall, there is a framed magazine cover of her on the cover of Art in America, which she says to her earlier in the movie, no one dining here tonight other than you has not been featured on the cover of Art in America. And it says images of the afterlife. I paused it. Because I was like, oh, what's that? It was the first time I ever noticed it. So she must be, I guess the subtext there would be that now she is like receiving artistic acclaim all over Mm -hmm. again. So, and then you jump back, we get to see them dancing again. And she's flying and you can see one of her strings. (laughs) There was a couple (laughs) times, I think maybe they remastered this because there's a couple spots where I felt like the effects were more noticeably weird than I remembered them being. Mm-hmm. Like, this is where the movie should stop. It should stop right here. We do not need the little scene with Beetlejuice Oh, they in did limbo. that after. Like, they just added that to add more Beetlejuice because test audiences liked him so much. This was filmed, not- like, way after. Look, I don't think we need it. And the, the, the version I watched of this, the effect of his head shrinking was just bad there's yeah, like a bad. black line you can see yeah the you can see it yeah weird edit lines and stuff i don't know it's just bad i don't think we need him to be there at the end of the movie in limbo we could just well, end on why the would he the go line. there and does it yeah. really make sense uh, no, i don't know but it's so good and it this is song so is so good. good and my kids really like that song so that's i guess a spoiler alert but 
Um, so does this go in your inner canon? Absolutely, it does. My only question is when. I was and just going to ask you that. I don't know. Like, this is one, again, I felt this way about something we watched. I can't remember which we just watched not that long ago where I felt like I really wanted to just show it to my son. And I didn't. And then I was glad I didn't. Maybe it was Who Framed Roger Rabbit. Yeah, was it that one? Or there the, was one or two things where you were like, it needs to wait a little longer. It needs to wait a little longer. And I feel like this is the same place where like 90% of this, I feel like would be fine. Yeah. And and then there's just, I think some of the weird body stuff would freak him out at this point. He obviously, I think some of the stuff would just go above his head. Like the, the stuff with Beetlejuice like going into, uh, we've distracted Beetlejuice because we created a model. Brothel brothel we created this model brothel for them to go like i don't think he would get that at this point it would just be like oh it's a whatever it's a building but like i think he would be freaked out and then you know they go to limbo and there's all those people and most of them i think are just cartoonish enough where it doesn't matter yeah. but there's also just like there's the flat guy hanging right the guy in the, the noose hanging but then there's just a guy on a noose hanging around like and i think some of that would really freak him out and is more scary than i think be- it is I think you have to be old enough to make a joke about death. Yeah. Like, and so I don't know at what age that is, and it's probably different for different kids. And I do think kids think about death differently because they maybe haven't experienced it or they haven't conceptualized it. But yeah, I mean, it's in the next couple of years for you, probably. Like, Mm -hmm. my kids like the music, and that's just what they've heard because it's been on, like, you know, Pandora or whatever. Right. That's a good place to start. Yeah, well, that's where I start with most things because I always have music on and I like all this music. Yeah. So for me, like, that's a good intro because I might be able to just show, like, I could show Lydia, you know, rising up and dancing to that song and they would think that was very cool. I could yeah. even show the probably around the table scene and I don't even know if the shrimp would scare them. I think that might right. make them laugh, honestly. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so... You could maybe do it like that. But yeah, this goes in my canon too. But like you said, I'm not sure. Sometimes they're not scared by things I think they should be. And then they are scared of things I I don't think they will be. So yeah, same. It's a little hard to tell, but definitely. And I think they'll really enjoy it when we get there because I'm raising little weirdos. (laughs) (laughs) We are all strange and unusual. Uh, (laughs) So, well, this was so fun to talk about. Yeah, that's great. I I love this one. I loved rewatching it and taking notes because, you know, some movies when they become big rewatchers for me, I think I stop really watching it if that makes sense. <laughs> like, mm, yeah, no, like yeah. I may have it on in the background and it just is visiting me, um, and it, I'm not p- enjoying it or appreciating it. So I enjoyed being able to do that. So that was good. So I hope everybody enjoyed it. Um, happy spooky season, everybody! You should all go join our Patreon right now because the next thing we're recording tonight is Donnie Darko, and that's going to be a Patreon one, and it's going to be so good. Yeah. So you should go consider doing that, patreon.com slash nerdcanon. And then on the regular feed, what's next, Paul? Sweet Valley High. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, God, this would be ridiculous. Okay, send us your worst Sweet Valley High covers. Uh, <laughs> thanks to everybody for listening. Thanks to Joe Costanza. Find us online and all the things at Nerd Cannon Podcast. And until next time. Keep the nerd alive.
Till I come, then me one go home.